0: We're storming the
1: Capitol. It's a revolution. Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to Plugs the Pod. Formerly Rough Draft. Some of you know, hopefully. Uh, we finally got those, those links posted and stuff. So
0: it's all out there now. Everybody should know by get now. we back,
1: uh, back into the groove of getting our listeners back. Uh, but it's plugs where we just plug stuff. It's basically the same show only now we're not, it's not so movie centric, which is really going to come in handy this week for my plug. Um, But let's uh, let's start with last week's plugs. Troy, what did you said that you uh,
0: actually looked into? Yeah, you plugged uh, the righteous gemstones last week on the, on the show. I did. And uh, I, I, I dipped into that series a little bit. Uh, oh, yeah. You finally watched did, it like season uh-huh.
2: one. Just jumped right in,
0: jumped right in at the at the beginning. And nice. uh, I am uh, I am hooked. You were right. It really okay. uh, takes right. I've, I haven't gotten to uh, I haven't gotten to the Walt, Walton Goggins part yet. He he hasn't shown up still. How many? So, so how many of you watched?
1: Because he shows up in the third one. Yeah, I've watched two. But, two. Uh, yeah. Um, but right like by the time you get to the end of that first one you're like oh yeah this is not at all yeah. what i thought it was going to be it's yeah. on uh yeah I, that first one really gets you hooked um so
2: yeah i wasn't it, sure about um Adam Levine at first wait what's his name you're close is enough that, is Adam, that Adam, Adam divine. divine divine right levine's the singer <laughs> yeah levine's the singer divine is the workaholic um yeah but the man let me tell you any doubts i had about him
1: quickly got over it was just like oh yeah this is the guy for this role (laughs) yeah he's so good at it being Mm -hmm. like the the celebrity type hillsong type uh preacher guy yeah just very um like douche rama but like
2: likable douche you know yeah yeah which is probably a little different than
1: than uh the real life guy he's pretending to be. I can't <laughs> yeah, imagine. Those that actual with, people. <laughs> the minister that hangs out with Justin Bieber probably ain't fun. <laughs> no. No. I mean, also, so yeah, didn't he get he got toppled because games. of uh allegations. Allegations toppled that guy. Bro bro pastor. He's a bro pastor. Oh, wait, what were the allegations against him? I don't remember, but it was something. And so I don't want to guess because uh maybe I'll get sued. I mean that we could really <laughs> use the press, but I mean, I'm guessing young ladies were probably
2: involved. With preachers, there's only a couple of ways you can go, you know. I mean,
1: that happened with that uh that comic, that Christian comic. Huh? There was allegations of uh like power imbalance pressuring uh women to do things. Yeah, I mean I believe it.
2: It's just Especially when you grew up in the church and you you notice enough weird dynamics between uh, youth pastors and the youths, you know? And there's yeah. been more than one youth pastor where it's like, all right, this guy is shady.
1: He's getting a little too friendly with these young girls. Yeah, for sure. Uh, anything else on the list that you dipped into, Troy? I mean...
0: Yeah, I uh, I checked out that Sturgill Simpson album that uh, that Trey talked about last week, the Ballad of Dude and Juanita. Mm. Um,
1: that was, very was just very nice. Dragging your feet on that one though.
0: Yeah, no, like I mean that's the kind of thing that as soon as I wake my phone up, it's like, hey, Sturgill Simpson put a new album out today. Um, yeah. But uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, I needed a reminder. And thanks, Trey. It's nice. It's tight. It's like twenty eight minutes long. Oh, and wow. Uh, um, yeah, it moves. It just tells a cool story about this guy, dude, and Juanita and, uh, and that
2: Juanita song. Yeah. I love it.
0: Yeah. I mean, My all the songs on there are great. What's yours? My favorite is Sam. The song about his dog <laughs> yeah, cappella. It's a beautiful song. I love dogs. Um, man, that song is great. Um, and, uh, I you know, you only got to listen to it for 20 minutes and then you get into Sam. If that, um, so and
2: it's so emotional, too, because you yeah. just like, oh, wait, what? Oh, yeah. Oh,
0: a, oh, man. That was the only one. As soon as it ended, I skipped back. I mean, I was trying to I, I knew I wanted to listen to the whole album straight through because uh, yeah. that's the way it's intended. But as yep. soon as Sam ended, I was like, I got to hear this song again. And uh, so I listened to it back to back. And uh, yeah, it gets you a little choked up. It um, does. Yeah, that was Juanita for me. Juanita, where'd yeah. your
1: mama get that name? <laughs>
0: yeah. I mean, you just you can't beat Sturgill's voice, man. It's so warm and worn in and uh, it just draws yeah. you right in. Yeah, um, he's
2: definitely one of the great voices, not just country music, but, you know, yeah. across the board, man. So, yeah, he can. I mean, he, some of that older stuff where, it, where he rocks that Sunday Valley stuff that he did that's just like mm-hmm. punk punk country uh i mean he just wails his voice yeah his voice is.
0: yeah he can stir your soul any number of ways Mm -hmm. in whatever direction he chooses it's uh he's something else yeah another
2: one is I, i don't remember if we've talked about this one before but uh the um his saturday night live appearance oh yeah if anybody hasn't seen that watch that it is incredible Uh, Yeah, a
0: call, a call to arms. The second one on that, uh, that Saturday Night Live appearance. One of my all-time favorite musical performances ever. So awesome!
2: Dude, the piano player's on top of the piano at one point playing
0: it. Sturgill's kicking it. Yeah, so Um, much, so much energy and life. And he's got a horn
2: section up there too. Yeah, always love a good horn section. So right on. I'm glad you listened to that.
0: I'm I'm glad you plugged it. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, I forgot.
0: <laughs> <laughs> have you not listened to it yet?
1: No. Uh, yeah, I don't know what. Like when I when I say that, I don't know what. I mean, I'm listening to something, but I don't know what it is. I can't ever remember. No, yeah, I've been listening. To, I should have um, played
2: it in the car on the uh, when we were driving around tennessee and north carolina
1: oh yes 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 i put this this is entirely on you um (laughs) i've been listening to the new elvis costello album a lot lately it just came out a couple weeks ago the
2: boy named if that's the guy from the um austin powers
1: movies sure (laughs) i don't know (laughs) he was in the first one made a cameo right yeah he did he did that song with burt Bacharach. Yeah. All right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That guy, <laughs> the guy from the Austin Powers movies. Um, all right. So we covered some of our uh, our last plugs. Do we how long do we have on um, the Twitter poll for the for the draft? Is that uh, done? still
0: still a few days because of the lag time with that first episode in the feed? So, yeah, yeah it did um, take a
1: while to get it all posted. But now, I mean, now the listeners know. Hopefully they can tell that it's on multiple platforms now. Yeah, I that's finally, nice. uh Finally felt like, well, Troy's audio is gone. I felt like it's um, finally time to put it on Spotify. Now seems like a good time right. to join up with them. They that have some holes well, to fill. <laughs> uh, I can't tell if Troy's audio is back yet. But they're not giving us any money. Nope. No, I mean, they're not giving anybody any money. I got 12 albums on that motherfucker, and I don't make any money off of them. Yeah. I mean, I looked at my statement and it was like. Tens of thousands of uh, listens in that in like the in the month from whatever my statement is, and And you get like point zero 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 two cents per play or something. I mean, uh, the actual number is still pretty pretty small you know you don't have to add a zero to make it <laughs> it's it's point zero 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 three cent. so it's like a third of a cent uh point zero 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 three right because point of point zero 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 three dollars dollars okay per spin so it's thirty uh, uh, percent of a penny per spin and i get half of it oh yeah so
2: yeah i thought it was less than that. i thought it was like 20 percent of a penny per play or something
1: that's pretty close uh it's it's not um i mean it was nice that the that the the rogan conversation shifted into like it went from why are they paying Rogan to why are they only paying Rogan, and why are they only paying Rogan is a better conversation.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah,
1: because uh, that's yeah, like cause it's clear they have money. Yeah, it's clear they have money, and then and they, probably not a lot of overhead. Yeah, right. I mean, the money that's going out is just not going to the artists. I mean, the, the other, I mean, the other thing is they bought, they bought the ringer. So like all of the ringer ar- archives are on Spotify only. Uh, like some of the newer episodes, like, so they'll have like three months worth of episodes up on all the platforms, but beyond that, it's only on Spotify. And then about half of their podcasts are exclusive to Spotify just straight away, but nobody even talked about that. I bet. I mean, I wonder how much, I wonder how much, uh, Bill Simmons got for for his Spotify deal. But nobody talked about it. It was just the Rogan thing was such a lightning rod. Well, last podcast on the
2: left, guys. I know they were exclusive to Spotify. I don't know if they still are. Yeah,
1: I mean, some of some of these there's a lot that are exclusive, but like. You know, the people that make the conspiracy theories pod. Probably didn't get a hundred million dollars, but I bet Bill Simmons did.
0: You think he got a hundred million? is that what Joe Rogan Rogan
1: got Rogan got a hundred million and he has 11 million listeners. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and so I don't know that, you know, I don't think each individual ringer pod gets 11 million listeners, but yeah, there's 25 ringer pods. So (laughs) I'm sure that when you add it up, I bet it, I bet it comes close. I mean, it only has to be like, Five hundred thousand or whatever to clear it, and if each one gets five hundred thousand, he clears it. But but the Bill Simmons podcast itself probably gets ten million. I mean, I'm kind of
2: surprised that Rogan hasn't opened up his, you know, created his own podcast network. You
1: know, although well, that's what they like tried to do crew. originally. But there's no there's no reason for him to do it. Like he's not gonna he's not gonna increase his money. He's just gonna increase his overhead. That's true. Why is he going to pay
2: other people? And most of his crew already have established podcasts that they don't really need help with like that.
1: Yeah, right. I mean, he could make he could make more, but that's like... That's the deal with, like, Ringer and Grandland. Like, the, the marketplace shifted so fast that it, like, immediately became, like, the podcast is where the money came from and the actual writing doesn't drive numbers. Like, people read it. I mean, I prefer... Right, the uh, like when Grant, like when Grandland existed, I liked reading it.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, uh, but it was—it's the podcast that makes all the money. Uh, I forget, and even digital print is dead. Yeah, I mean nobody reads anything. <laughs> <laughs> it seems pretty clear that nobody reads anything. That's least. true.
0: Most most articles I read online now seem like yeah they're not even proofread. If like there's spelling errors and there's syntax a lot, um, errors. And, yeah, especially there's a lot the you can
1: see. Things. There's a lot you can see. I mean, but even like on like CNN.com or whatever, like you can tell that like a lot of this shit is getting written on a phone. <laughs> so yeah. like their spelling errors are two words back, same word back to back, that kind of thing. Like mm-hmm. where you hit the. The autofill or whatever, like it's just it's like it's like when you it's like when you watch everyone post their wordles and you try to guess what word they started with or like what (laughs) words they used on down the line. Once you know the answer, you can kind of that's a secondary fun thing to do with that. Work your way back.
0: It's my second favorite part.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's (laughs) it's 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 my second favorite part too, Uh, of two. There are two yeah. parts, and that is my second <laughs> favorite part. <laughs> uh, I did it again. I play. I've
2: played it three times total so far.
1: All right, that's yeah. it.
2: Yeah, you know, I'm working my way into it. Well, I, you know, it bothers me that it takes a while to reset. Is there some way where they just keep popping up? Midnight. No, it's just one every a day. every day. Oh, it's just
1: yeah, it's just one a day.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, yeah. yeah. The guy made a yeah. word game for his wife and then sold it. So you got to play it now, man, before New York Times puts it behind a paywall and nobody plays it anymore. No, that's true. But yeah, two of them
2: I got on the third guess and one on the fourth guess.
1: There is, if you look it up, um, there is a Wordle archive. There's like there's a second site where it's like some a different person has built the same thing and just has all of them that oh. have happened so far. Mm -hmm. so you can if you want to play more you can go back and just play the first old ones i mean that's kind of the fun thing is it's like i don't i found that and i did it a couple i did it i probably played 20
0: but i don't remember any of them so i could just go back and do it all again (laughs) yeah of course it's not there's not an infinite number of them but you never run out because you just hit random and then try to guess a five-letter word yeah, you never Even, know. Like, yeah, you'd it have to be a savant.
1: That makes it harder when you're like when you do it just do it at random and you're like, "I don't know, did I already play? Is this one going to be this again?" <laughs> I'm just surprised that I know this many five-letter words. Yeah. I always wait until uh I don't play it until I see one or hear one through the course of my day where and it, <laughs> and it clicks and I go, "Oh, I'm going to start with that." Uh so I'll tell you what I started with yesterday, but not till I get to my plugs. Um well let's get to let's get to some plugs. I only have one this week. So uh who's got who's got plugs? Who's got things to plug? I've
2: got a couple.
0: I got some too. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: All right. T-
2: yeah Trey, what do, you, do you, you want to start this? What do you
0: what do you got, Trey? Give us one. Uh day drinking.
2: <laughs> okay all uh, right but please do it responsibly man i had a i'm a little hungover today because me and coco went yesterday oh I yeah you like to,
1: to you're a real pro bowl sicko well <laughs> this is, i'm not a big drinker you know I, I know i know but you went out for the pro bowl you guys you and coco oh yeah, and we're yeah like, yeah. gotta watch no, was the nfl olympics. all-star it was olympics. the olympics on oh, time the olympics mm.
2: yeah Yes, we watched uh, the opening rounds of curling. Yeah. And, um, and then we watched the ice dancing preliminaries. Mm. Oh. That's great. Um, but half the athletes have COVID. So it's oh, just, yeah? like, yeah, it's just like Lithuania
1: against Croatia. That's wow. it. You know, Any, just anybody's medal. Yeah. <laughs> um, wow, so that's that's really how they're going to determine the medals is. It's basically who, don't, who doesn't get COVID this week.
2: Yeah. <laughs> well, they did. I did see a picture today. They started the the uh, women's ice hockey, and Canada played Russia. And all the players had masks on, which is fun, because in international play, well, and in women's play, they wear the full face. They already have a face mask? too. Um, yeah. So, but then they all had the N95s on under that. It was just weird. It was a
1: weird look. Well, it's odd. Yeah, I mean, yeah. it hasn't quite. It's even though it's been two years, it still doesn't seem what? normal yet. Like it's going to be a long time before.
0: It's not so weird to see people out in public with a mask on, but people in full hockey gear with a with a face shield mm-hmm. and masked up. This is the first this is the first time you've encountered something like that. So, uh, yeah, because that doesn't like weird. I
2: mean, they're playing sports right now and i haven't seen any other athletes wearing masks while they're playing you know oh yeah maybe in darts or something they make them wear a mask or cornhole probably
1: no i mean we just watched we saw saw a bowling tournament where they weren't Mm -hmm. wearing masks but then i watched one um I watched another one from last year where they were wearing masks. Or no, that might have been from 2020 even, like late 2020 or maybe early 21 where they were they were still wearing masks when they played. Yeah. And it's it's fun to see cuz there's like there's an Australian guy that's really good at that's like a top bowler on the PBA and uh he wears his mask right. And then like there's some dumb fucking American bro from <laughs> Texas. Who's got it hanging down and like his mouth is is out. Even his mouth is out. I was like, well, well yeah, you're just their, some dumb bro. Texas
2: bozo. I'm surprised their sponsors haven't taken a chance to just be like, no, you have to wear our bandana. Right. With our big ass logo on it.
1: Right. That does seem that does seem like a real missed opportunity because the mask the guy was wearing was just black and just wearing a black yeah, at least throw on a novelty one, you know, make it look like you're Bane or something. Or have it say PBR or whatever. Like this mm-hmm. like the sponsors are they there are sponsors. There's fucking logos on his shirt. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. For whoever's sponsoring him. Mm-hmm. Like there's people, there's companies who sponsor the tournament, companies who sponsor PBA in general, and then each each guy has like the team name or whatever is on his shit. So it's kind of like NASCAR. Where NASCAR yeah. in general yeah. is sponsored by Sprint or whatever T-Mobile now probably <laughs>
2: Sprint it's yeah and it was Nextel for a while and then yeah every I mean that was funny you know the championship for NASCAR used to be called the Winston Cup and growing yeah. up mm-hmm. it was just like oh well it's the Winston Cup and then it was like oh no it's Winston Tobacco that sponsors it's it. cigarettes yeah yeah <laughs> I thought it
1: was I thought it was because it was like some guys I mean name. it's like. It's like a it's like a thing that wraps around where like I thought it was the Winston Cup because the race happened in Winston, North Carolina. Right. But which is also like that's why the cigarettes are called that.
0: Uh, Winston and Salem's. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Winston, Salem. Yeah.
1: They're from that. They're that's where they're from. That's why. So it's like it just keeps like so I might have been I might have been kind of right. Maybe the race wasn't Winston, Salem.
2: Right? Well, I mean, they're definitely probably, but that's not the only race. Like, I also
1: near <laughs> I also didn't know that. Um, no, no, it one hundred percent was the cigarette company, but the race oh, yeah. also might have been there, no, which right, would have right, just right. added to. As a kid, it's harder to, like, if if there was like a sprint Texas, and that's where the championship race was for the Sprint Cup, you'd be like, it would take a while to be like, maybe it's the phone thing. <laughs> Dude, there was
2: a town in Texas called Dish, Texas. Yeah, <laughs> uh, they, they changed their name um, and Dish Network gave everybody in the town, you know, free Dish Network for a couple of years or whatever it was. Wow. Really? As, as,
0: uh-huh. yeah. as long as that lasted. Mm-hmm. Free Dish Network. Yeah.
1: Oh, yeah. Now we got to move to a, a Sling TV, Nevada. <laughs> <laughs> try to get trying to get logins. Great, but of course it
2: was a small town, you know, that needed the money and and all that. It's not like I don't think Austin would ever change its name to, yeah, Xfinity.
1: They should change their name to Fast City. Like some at some point, <laughs> you gotta do what uh, Hunter Thompson tried to do in Aspen to slow the slow the uh, migration. Dude, I'm trying to pick a place where I can run for
2: sheriff. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Uh does Brooklyn have a sheriff? <laughs> yeah, they have to. I'll have to look that up. Feels like but, a, feels like sheriffs are real county things. And, uh, well, Kings County. Oh. Yeah. No. Joe's audio great, is isn't? gone. Um and the and you elect sheriffs. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. You don't have to be qualified. No. Obviously, we've proven that you don't have to be qualified to be elected. We got one We're in at- the
0: next county over.
1: You just have to. Oh, have we money? do.
0: Yeah, it's, he's Richard Jones, Sheriff Richard Jones, Butler County. He uh, he's famous for being an idiot right. and uh, and unqualified <laughs> at law enforcement. Well, he's not yeah, that no, so there's a
2: difference. That's like, you yeah. can be unqualified, but still do a good job as sheriff if you're smart. But if you're an idiot, that's going to be a real. Right.
0: Problem. Well, and he likes to he likes to dabble in a lot of other things. He's not qualified for. And and has no business dabbling Look, into psychedelics. So, what are you talking no. <laughs> about? Ladies underpants? Well, lately it's been, uh, you know, uh, uh, pandemic protocols and things of that <laughs> nature, which shouldn't you know, those aren't up to any sheriff to decide. But uh, no, it's he said to Joe a lot.
2: Rogan to decide. Come on.
0: it's really frustrating when the
1: when the when the cops are like, we're not going to enforce this. And it's like, bitch, you don't get to choose. You don't get to choose which laws you enforce.
0: <laughs> right.
1: Like, your job is to enforce the laws. And this is, and this one, this is the one where you're going to be like, of all the fucking unjust laws in this country, the habit to wear a mask for a little while so that we can get to where we don't have to wear one at all. That's what, that's where you're going to be like, no, listen, I think this is an overreach. Yeah, we're going to decriminalize mask wearing. You're fucking Not pulling people wearing. over for. License plate lights and shit. You're trying, right? You're just driving around looking for poor people and fucking with them, and that's and you, dude. Speaking of new mayor, I got a letter
2: in the mail two days ago. I got a camera ticket. You know, they took a picture of me and were like, "You were going one mile over what you were supposed to be doing."
0: Was it? To be honest. Ticket, was it one mile, mile, an hour, $50 one mile over? One dollar ticket.
2: Well, because they say that the leeway is ten miles an hour. Like if it's a twenty-five mile an hour street here in New York, you can go thirty-five. and I was going
0: thirty-six. One mile over the grace period. Yeah, Yeah, yeah. right. So they sent me a
2: cute cute little picture of me and Coco on the motorcycle (laughs) with her gold flecked helmet
0: shining in the sun. Oh, nice. Man. It's a motorcycle. You can't be tamed. You're born to be wild, baby. (laughs) Yeah. Home. I wanted to drum drag- in the picture. You're gonna do 36 miles an hour on the back of that hog. No one's <laughs> gonna stop you. You're gonna that's gonna be the end. I'm curious about your Well, the uh, new mayor wasn't lying.
1: Huh.
0: Your your brand of day drinking Trey, what how early did you start? Well, that was the thing, it was like
2: we didn't really start till three. So yeah, okay. it was three. I mean that's it's like
0: it was three. Almost happy hour, but So, you weren't having like, you didn't do mimosas or Bloody Mary's, some traditional daytime drinks? Tito's and soda, man.
2: Yeah. Cut it off at three. Yesterday I had four and then threw a burrito on top of it, which there was the mistake. (laughs) I needed to flip those, do the burrito first. Yeah. And then the four Tito's and sodas.
1: Well, how long did you drink for? A few hours. Four Tito's and sodas in a couple hours? Yeah, I drink slow. I'm just trying to I'm not I'm not judging that. I'm trying to figure out how you're hung over. Yeah. Yeah. I think it was
2: just that mixture where I drank the four and then had the burrito and shouldn't have ate the whole burrito first off drunk or not, you know, (laughs) Um, because that came back up violent. I puked so much last night. (laughs) Oh, my God. Yeah. To the point where I was like, how is there still this much stuff in my stomach, you know? There's probably All something right.
0: wrong with that burrito.
1: Well, interesting well, plug. That's what I'm hoping. <laughs> Plugging day yeah. drinking and it ruined your whole fucking day. And
0: some of Be responsible about it. So I like you. <laughs> it's right? fun to get a little shine on while it's still light outside. I'll agree with you on that, Trey.
2: Yeah, for but... sure. It's just a buzz. Just a buzz. I mean, that's why I'm not a big drinker. That's why I stick to the weed, man.
1: Yeah, yeah. It turns. It turns out that just simply not driving isn't the only way to be responsible.
2: <laughs>
1: exactly, man. Even yeah. Even when you don't have a vehicle. Where'd you get the uh, burrito from? Off the street.
2: Oh, what? Like found it on the street? No, dude. No, of course not. But was it a... <laughs> a food cart? No, there's. Um... And it was just because it was a block away, but a Mexican place here that's like my least favorite Mexican place in the neighborhood. Oh no! Mm. And ended up getting uh, I I wanted pulled pork, but they didn't have that, so I ended up getting uh,
0: pushed pork,
2: (laughs) some other kind. Yeah, they just pushed this
0: pork right in your face. (laughs) Yeah. Mm. It did
2: not end well.
1: It doesn't sound like it. No, it's crazy,
2: too, because it was like like the first puke would have been projectile if my face wasn't in the toilet, you know? And then the second one was that one where it's just like, how how is there still more stuff in my stomach? And then by the end, you have it coming out your nose,
0: too. All right, Trey, I'll give this a shot and uh, get back to you next week. Let you know how it went for me. No, don't. Yeah, this is an unplug. Um, yeah. yeah, don't do you that just part. Un- unplug this from day drinking. That's an unplug.
2: We'll do it responsibly, man. Yeah, don't need a have fucking had wonderful times day drinking. But I am it's my fault. I'm saying I messed it up. It is on me. Uh,
1: sure. Yeah. All right. Uh, Troy, what do you got something?
0: Uh, yeah, um, I got a few. It's uh, my favorite time of the year here in Cincinnati. This one's a little uh, localized, but yeah. Uh, it's a uh, deep fried cheese coney month at Yacht Club right down the street. Um, <laughs> I so I uh, say Sonic. <laughs> <laughs> no. Um, but yeah, it's uh, also known as a Cincinnati chimichanga. It's uh, my favorite Franken food menu item comes around once a year. They take a they make a cheese coney, uh, slap it in the middle of a giant burrito, put more chili on top of it. It's Cincinnati style, of course, with spaghetti. Ra- no, spaghetti. No, no, it's, a, cone. A, cone it's a, cone. Is a hot dog with chili. Yeah. And chili. No, I know,
1: but you say
2: chili and I know you guys put chili on spaghetti there.
0: Well, it's the chili, but it's hot dog on bun, mustard, onion, chili, grated cheddar cheese. Then they put more chili on top of it, wrap it in a tortilla, fry it, and it's
2: hot. Damn.
0: Amazing. Um, and if you can uh, eat
1: five, they put your picture on the wall.
0: Yeah, they got a. In they one sitting, challenge. Or like over the course yeah. of your life, <laughs> No, one sitting. My goal is to eat two this month. It, my, every every year they come around, I want to have it twice, and that's enough for me. Here's so. what's a bitch, man.
1: They uh, if you're gonna if you're trying to do the challenge, no substitutions,
0: mm. and a side of fries with each one too. So I can't so they, eat wait.
1: the fucking. I can't get it without onions. As if, that, uh. as, if that, as if that actually gives me an advantage right? <laughs> to just not have onions. It gives me the advantage in that I can't I can eat zero with there's onions on them. Now are they diced onions? Who cares? But they won't. <laughs> yeah, take but a, I mean, it it's not a whole like it's, onion. It's not like it's, it's it's not taking up a lot of space. It's just no substitutions. So if I get it with no onions, even if I ate five, they're not going to put my picture on the wall
2: probably because he got them all pre-wrapped and just ready to drop in the fryer, you know, plus at that point, like I don't plus, think the onions.
0: Yeah. <laughs> all right. Well, Jeff's Jeff's uh, opinion on this is well-established. So uh, he can taste the onions. Uh, yeah. yeah. I don't think you can taste the onions is not going to fly with Jeff. Yeah. Okay.
1: <laughs> that people who say no, that are I people understand. who like onions. Mm-hmm. I don't like onions. And so it doesn't really, uh, it doesn't have that effect. Well, then eat one. I bet you can tell there's <laughs> onions in it. <laughs> some things I've had to where I can't, you know, but it's everybody's that, different, man. There's not like that. Like these are diced up, but like still going to be like chopped yeah. onions. Yeah, it's like chopped. it's a chop. It definitely isn't fine. Of course, chop. Yeah.
0: But and I'm sure either,
1: I'm sure there are some things that I eat that where it is like mixed in well enough that I can.
0: Oh, there are. I haven't told you about them, but I know. I mean, I'm
2: sure there's a lot of chips you eat that, if you look at the ingredients, it's going to say
1: onion powder on there somewhere. I mean, you would think, except you're, you're, uh, I think you're unaware of how often, uh, how much I like original ruffle. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Right. Like, (laughs) I'm getting, I'm getting, I'm an original, uh, I'm an original boy. I get the original
0: bag of sour cream and onion and be surprised when he turns it over. What do you mean?
1: Yeah, no, I don't onion even eat the powder. fucking the ones that are like because they they make they make some that are like like the novelty ones where like, these are cheeseburger flavored Pringles or whatever. And it's like, it's <laughs> right. not just a it's not like it tastes like a burger. It tastes like the whole thing. So right. it's got like some cheese, some pickle, some mm-hmm. onion and some meat flavor, like all on that thing. And I think it's gross. <laughs> They don't make don't. plain cheeseburger flavor. <laughs> they, it's a full doctor cheeseburger. <laughs> and I'm not doing it. No, thank you. But this, uh, I've never had one of these deep fried conies. I've always missed it. And Whoa. so I definitely would like to try one.
0: Let's make it happen. One hey, of my
1: onion.
2: The, well, then you just have to pick the onions out.
1: No, I can just get it without onions. I was not going to do yeah. the challenge oh i see that's what i'm saying is like they can make it without onions but you don't get to be a part of the challenge if you make substitutions
0: i get it i do it one of my favorite occasions to have one is uh during the super bowl which we'll definitely be watching this year so uh we'll we'll make that a deep fried cheese coney night and
2: uh go wild yeah, I've decided. I'm my fondness for Tigers is leading me to root for Cincinnati next week. Is this going to come out on Super Bowl Sunday <laughs> oh, right, the day after?
1: No, Either this way. is going to come out today.
2: Oh, it is. Yeah, I'm posting oh, yeah. this right away. We okay, got to make I'll another one too
1: cuz I don't one, think I we'll have one for next Monday if uh if we don't make another one this week. Okay. Um All right, well, let's take a break and come back for the rest of our plugs. Yeah. All right. We were all- Break! oh what's up we're back quick break uh we definitely have some more plugs <laughs> we all uh definitely we're all aware it's my turn i would like to i know i said i had one but i just looked at my list and so um i would like to plug uh, mid-tier Gene Hackman movies mm. <laughs> uh, not the bad ones if there are any whatever that whatever they might be but that like the ones that aren't because everybody knows the classics the French Connection uh, mm-hmm. the Conversation Unforgiven Enemy mm. of the State etc there's a lot of like real bangers on his list but there's also a lot of like mid-level gene hackman is the first name he's the star it's just some like 80s movie 90s movie action movie uh so i want to plug um there's one check this out this is um i have this idea for another podcast uh that i'm probably going to do uh at some point so the listeners will find out but i'm really fascinated with um finding out things that uh, people have turned down and like what happened after that. And uh, Gene Hackman made the movie. Let's see. Let me find the actual. Yes. So Gene Hackman made the movie, the domino principle and March or die in the late seventies. Because uh, they offered bigger paychecks, and these two making these two movies forced him to turn down Jaws, One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest, Close Encounters oh. of the Third Kind, and Apocalypse Now. Oh wow! He turned dude. down those four movies. So now there's. So now it's fun to think who would he have been in these movies. So he's probably the Roy Scheider character in Jaws. Made. Yeah he's not old enough to be Quint and he's too brusque to be um, Dreyfus. Yeah. So he's probably the Roy Scheider character. He's probably like, I don't know, the Robert Duvall character in uh, Apocalypse Now. He's definitely Richard Dreyfus in Close Encounters of the Third Kind. And he's most likely... Those like he most likely st- stars in One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. Yeah, right. It, there's no other. There's no other role that he would have played in that movie. Not in 1975. I mean, he already won an Oscar. He's not gonna. he's no, not gonna you be... don't think
2: he'd take Danny DeVito's role?
1: Yeah, no, he's not gonna just be <laughs> one of the other guys. He's <laughs> no. gonna be the Jack Nicholson role. Is it? Yeah.
2: Well, I'm kind of glad he didn't do that one because Jack Nicholson is so good. I mean, you know, who knows if Gene Hackman would have? Been... I mean, he would have been good, but. I I mean, it would
1: have been different, but I bet it would have been. I bet it would have been good. I mean, Gene Hackman is great.
0: Yeah, he did not totally. He did not suck in the Domino Principle, but you've just never heard of that movie. Yeah, the movie's not very good.
1: He made this movie when you
0: said um, him
2: for Duvall's role in uh, Apocalypse Now. Is like, yeah, I can see that. You know. Um, yeah, Yeah, he's
1: a little too. He's a little too old to be the Martin Sheen character. Yeah. So he's, you know, he's not, he's like, so he'd be like higher up in the military. So there's, you know, there's a few spots he could be maybe, but.
2: But he's not going to be like one of the guys at the compound, you know, at Marlon Brando's compound. No, no, no. He's going to, like, he would have had a soldier.
1: He would have had a major role in it. So, yeah. What the story goes that he was in this movie called Scarecrow with Al Pacino. And he was really, uh, like he was really proud of it. But then it just flopped. Like it's a, apparently it's a good movie. I've never seen it, but he was really proud of the movie. Thought the movie was really good. Uh, and then it flopped. So after that, he was like, "What? I, I, from now on, I'm just doing whatever pays me the most." Because it doesn't matter. Like because he did like he did that instead of something else. Like he took less money to be in that because he believed in it. And then he was just like. A little bitter, I was like, "Whatever, I'm just gonna do movies that pay better." So we watched one of those ones that paid better, and it is nonsense. I I I don't know. They never tell you why any of this is happening. You don't really know who's behind it. They like break him out of prison so he could shoot somebody, <laughs> but they but you don't know who's doing the breaking out or why they... they're doing the shooting. Yeah, like the whole thing. It's one of <laughs> Which those 70- seventy. This is called The Domino Principle. It falls in with, in this. there was like a series of movies in the 70s that were basically like conspiracy thrillers. It all stemmed from like uh, the the 60s upheaval and then like Watergate and stuff. So they started having these, the conversation is one of them. Um, I mean, it goes through like Blowout, that Brian De Palma movie Blowout is one of them. The Parallax View with Warren Beatty, uh, Three Days of the Condor, All the President's Men. Like, there's this. there was a whole run of these kind of movies in the 70s. But the ones that are bad are a lot more interesting. <laughs> like, this one was bad. It was a misfire. But Gene Hackman's cool. Like, it was easy to watch because once Gene Hackman shows up, it's very easy to watch. But, like... What a bunch of nonsense. And they really leaned into the they aspect of government yeah. conspiracy thrillers. So like you never knew who they were or who they were trying to kill or why any of this was happening. Which you could see how in in the room when they're just dis- when they're talking about it, how you could get like excited about this part of the conspiracy thriller to like really leave it murky. Uh but in so in real life, that tends to be how it happens. So I can see the producers being like, "Oh, this is dope. This is gonna be dope." But then when you watch the movie, you're like, but "This is fucking dumb. I don't yeah. know what any of this is. Why I feels, don't even know who to root for.
0: Feels really phoned in. They didn't. Yeah, like yeah. you want to start rooting for
1: they. <laughs> yeah. Well, you, I mean, you definitely know you're not rooting for the, they. Yeah. But you don't know. I mean, so I guess you're just like rooting for Gene Hackman. Or for he or she,
0: just to live through it, I guess, just to get out yeah, of yeah. it. Yeah, just keep but, on going. They are the ones who killed his cellmate, Mickey Rooney, uh, played played by Mickey Rooney. Uh, oh, that's convenient. Yeah, um, so I don't know if that's a spoiler, but he basically does like a long cameo in the movie or whatever, I guess. Yeah, it's just then at the beginning and then, what? I mean, just...
1: I mean, you don't you don't have to watch it. I'm not plugging this movie. No, I'm no. plugging the movies that I'm plugging are uh, it'd be like the package, uh, an '80s Cold War thriller involving uh, Tommy Lee Jones is in a movie called Company Business, another Cold War thriller with Mikhail Barishnikov, and they both mm-hmm. Hackman and Barishnikov both say that this movie sucks. Uh, it's not that bad now, but like at the time, it really like fell fell flat because they're making this east berlin west berlin russia you know ussr uh cold war type thriller but during the making of this movie the wall came down and the ussr (laughs) dissolved so by the like when they started it it was one thing and when it was over everything they were like it had just ended so the movie seems dumb wow it's bad timing yeah, just yeah, bad time. <laughs>
2: That's what I forgot about Barishnikov's uh, you know, theatric run there.
1: Yeah. There was um there's one called Narrow Margin where he is like an assistant DA or something. What? And he has to uh there's like a witness to a murder and he's gotta get her back to LA and they end up on a train. It's it's Ann Archer, I think, is the, <laughs> the witness. So most of it takes place on a train. That one is I mean it's just a it's just a basic movie, but it's very entertaining. So that's that's my first plug is mid tier Gene Hackman movies. Uh that one's amazing.
0: There's one where he's like on a boat or lives on a houseboat or next to the oh that one is called that one is called Night Moves. Night Moves. Uh, how could I yeah. forget that title? With Gregory yeah.
2: Hines, right? That's the one with Gregory Hines?
0: Yeah. No, yeah. no,
1: no. Gregory Hines is not in Night Moves. Um,
0: Mid-tier Gene Hackman. It top is here. Bob Seger song. Who is the girl? I
1: think it's Melanie Griffith. I think it's her first movie. Oh, wow. Uh, he's like a he's like an ex NFL player. Who's now a private eye. The lady who played ma'am from uh, Webster's in it. (laughs) Oh, like uh,
2: (laughs) um, what what was the show with um, the dude that played for the Rams? Same thing. He was like an ex-football player. Hunter.
1: Yes. Fred Mm. Dwyer was that guy's name. Yes, it was. Fred Dwyer was a, a finalist for the part of Sam Malone.
0: Oh wow. Oh yeah, oh, Harris Yulin is in it. it.
1: Um Harris Eulin is in is in uh, night moves and he was also in uh Clear and Present Danger. He was one of the uh one of the wise men in training day, one of like the higher up cops that they meet at the restaurant. Uh James Woods is in night moves. That's good. That's a good one. <laughs>
0: yeah, nice.
1: Uh, Los Angeles private investigator Harry Mosby is hired by a client to find a runaway teenage daughter, only to stumble upon something much more intriguing and sinister. Now, that's interesting because until the last part of that sentence, I remembered all of that about the movie. But the stumbling upon something more intriguing and sinister, I do not remember. <laughs> <laughs> so I should have to. Um, I guess I'm going to have to watch it again. I've I've seen it a couple times. Uh, but yeah, there's so there's one called Uncommon Valor where he like gets his old army group back together and they go to Vietnam to rescue his kid. I guess his mm-hmm. kid's a POW. So there's stuff like that that's just like scattered throughout Hackman's career. That's, I find very entertaining in a, like this is the kind of movie that gets like, they are, they're all basically rated 6.0 on IMDb. So they're all like just above eh, and just below. Yes. Yeah. I mean, I'll, I'll back uncommon
2: valor. That's one I've seen and, and totally watchable. That was good fun.
1: Yeah, Patrick especially because that was in the
2: yeah. And that was like right during, you know, the, all the Rambos and stuff like that. And so it was nice to have a, yeah, a Vietnam movie.
1: It was one of the earliest going back to Vietnam movies. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that kind of there wasn't they didn't start. I mean, they started those Vietnam movies quick. Like Rambo oh, yeah. came out like 1980 or whatever. Like and I think 80. there's one right before that with John Voight. Coming home, maybe. Maybe Coming
2: Home. Uh, oh yeah.
1: Yeah, so there was like like it was just a couple years after when they really started to make those the Vietnam Reckoning movies. So all right, so that was my that was my first one. Trey, you got another?
2: Yeah, I mean I was gonna plug weed, but um <sighs> I figured instead of plugging weed, I'd plug a way to smoke weed. And uh, that's with Stephen Pierce glass. Oh, he OK. Nice pipes and bongs and stuff. This is the guy oh. in Austin that used to work for gravel, was one of the designers for Grav Labs. And uh, a couple of years ago decided, you know what? I'm just going to do it out of my barn out oh, in excellent. the country. And uh, so spell but- it, spell the last name in case people want to. P it's the Pierce's P.E. P i e r c e. Steven <sighs> is with a P H. All right, so uh, check that out if you're looking SP for. Sp Glass. New. Um, I'll post it when we post this episode. Um, but yeah, he makes a lot of cool stuff, and he makes it at home. It's coming straight from Texas, handmade. Oh nice. Have lab stuff's made in
1: China. All right. Well, mm. Troy, what uh, what'd you got?
0: I've got uh a comedy album to plug, uh, came out. It's a few months old. It came out in November from Paul F. Tompkins, uh, crying and driving. Right. Uh, I mean, I, you guys probably don't check out comedy albums ever, huh? But uh, every
2: once in a while, but that one's, I didn't know Paul was putting out like he's one that I would listen to. And it been,
0: a, yeah, it's been a while since his last one. And I didn't know this one was out, but somebody told me about it and, uh, listened to it a couple of times. It's so good. Um, it's fun to see, like, he talks a lot about meeting his wife and becoming a married man, getting his driver's license as a 40-year-old, as a 40-something person, um, and, uh, and it's fun. There's a few bits from his last album, Freak Wharf, that were uh, part of the riff tracks at the, at the beginning that they, they've matured. Like, he turned some of those riffs into bits on this, uh, on this latest album. Right. And, uh, all well, right excellent we will again. definitely uh <laughs> paul f
2: is a cool dude man i like he's one of the guys you always liked when he rolled into town or you got to cross paths with him you know well you
1: were you you lived in austin so he actually rolled through your town oh yeah <laughs> and we were like when i
2: first moved up here to new york he was still kicking around here for a little bit for a little bit so got to hang out with him a few times here which was fun but yeah he's just a i rem- one of my fondest memories is uh in austin when he came through we took him to uh just some random house party and he had one of his uh pinstripe suits on yeah. you know and the whole rest of the party is just a bunch of you know young hipsters Mm. wearing yeah (laughs) pearl snaps and t-shirts and jeans and stuff and then you know we're standing over there with paul f you know was rolling with mark twain (laughs) yeah dude (laughs) (laughs) it was so good
1: (laughs) he rocked it though man yeah he's Uh, great one time one morning um you know obviously this was several years ago but one morning our dad called me and goes uh i saw a comic last night that i really liked and i was like who was it he goes I don't remember his name, but he wears a suit and he's smarter than us. And I was like, "Oh, okay, that's Paul Tompkins. I know who you're talking about." Uh, and so, like, I I burned his uh, CDs. I had already, you know, I bought all the Paul F CDs. So I, back then, I still had a disc drive in my in my computer, and I burned the CDs, put them in his car, and he did listen to, to uh, listen to those albums. Yeah, Paul does. not
2: uh, he doesn't get very dirty, huh? Your dad wouldn't would could take nah, nah. through a whole
1: album. I mean, he he uh, it's not so much the language. I guess if he got real, I mean, Paul might say some bad words, but he he's not gonna he's not talking about fucking or anything, right? That's really gonna upset him.
0: He says some really great words too, though. So yeah, he, yeah. Bal- he balance each other out. He's got such a wide vocabulary, and he. He uses it <laughs> right, to comedic right effect swear. right yeah.
2: every swear he uses he uses a
1: another word that's ten times more yeah. sophisticated, <laughs> yeah, you can tell he's really uh that he's like spend some time on on some of those on the on the language in his in his bits, yeah, yeah, for uh, sure, uh, and if he doesn't, then goddamn he just has all all that right on the tip of his tongue. <laughs> He could just extemporaneously talk like that. That's the only one I have is extemporaneous. (laughs) That's the best one I have. And I can throw that out extemporaneously. I have have onomatopoeia and that's not even
2: a good one. That doesn't come up that often at all. (laughs) Uh, It is my safe word, though. So every once in a while, Oh
0: boy, (laughs) good luck getting that out. Mm hmm.
2: I mean, that's part of why I do it, too, is like you, I really, you know, because sometimes it's like, "Eh, do I kind of want out of this right now? Nah, let me see how much more I can take. (laughs) (laughs) And so it's a certain level of commitment where you're like, okay, yeah, no, I got to try to say it now.
0: Oh, good. Well, all right. Crying and Driving, the latest Paul F. Tompkins album. That's that's my plug right now. All right. Well,
1: um, I'm going to do my. Second plug last. So do you guys have anything else? Oh, yeah. I wanted to plug a TV show called Letter Kenny, okay.
2: um, which is available on Hulu. But it's a uh, Canadian comedy series uh, that's, I think, six or seven seasons now. Somewhere in there. I don't remember. Six or seven. Oh. Um, but it's like it's just small town, rural farm guys. In Canada uh, but it's great if you love wordplay um, and then like wordle yeah kind of <laughs> a lot of puns and right. things like that and um, and then um, so it's Canadian so a lot of drinking a lot of fighting and then hockey um, but all the characters are in, in it are really great um, rapper kid from trailer park boys uh he's in this but he plays an amish dude which he's not in every episode so it took me a couple episodes seeing him and be like wait a minute that's home dude from trailer park boys and it's crazy seeing him as an amish dude um but yeah i mean letter kenny is pretty fun watch so check it out
1: yeah that was another one
2: but Only on Hulu? Yeah, yeah. And it's one, I mean, you'll know. It's not going to take you long to figure out if this is for you or not. Is what I'm trying to say. Yeah, Uh, when you start watching it, you'll know pretty quick whether you're going to enjoy it or not. But uh, one of the fun things was was watching it with uh, my friends and a couple of my non-comedy friends in Texas that have kids. And we're watching it. And one of them's like, oh, that kid's on Disney stuff. Uh, Yeah, (laughs) good times. Well, all right,
1: Troy. You got another thing?
0: Uh, No, I'm good for this. This one
1: is that it for you, Troy? Because this one's gonna take a little while.
0: No, yeah, I'm good. I don't. I
1: hope. I don't know how many. It sounds like you spent yesterday barfing instead of uh, doing what you should have been doing, which is uh... I watched NASCAR. Did you watch Reacher? (laughs) Okay, so yeah, I did. I only have two episodes left. I wanted to save them for tonight. Nice. So you've watched the first six. Troy, did you watch any of it yet? No, I haven't seen any. That's how much uh, it's amazing. That guy is so good. Like, I wish he was the Reacher in the movies. I'm glad he wasn't because if he was, we wouldn't have the TV show. Like, you got to see, you got to play this game. Mm -hmm. Like, which one is which? Like, Uh, this one like they really do the whole book. Like, there's only a couple of things. Like, I've watched the whole thing. I've read the book. Uh, I I probably read the book three times, and then I have the audio book, which I probably listened to a couple times too. Like, it's like I I I'm a a fan of the series. (laughs) Yeah. So, (laughs) how many Reacher books are there? There's 26 now, which is interesting because there's like in the trivia for the show, they say when the guy got cast as Reacher that he read all 24 books. So there was only 24 when he got cast. He read them all. Hmm. The last two were actually written by uh, the author's brother, Lee Child's brother. What happened to Lee? He just got tired of it. You know, he wrote 24 books. You kind of run out of. His brother was all. His brother also wrote books. He just didn't write reader books. And the children's pop up books. A little bit nah, of a stretch nah, that- for him, but he seems to be <laughs> nailing it. <laughs> I mean, he's not. He's definitely not nailing it. This last one was kind of <laughs> dumb. The first one he wrote was all right. Like, felt like kind of mid level reader, not the worst ones, but definitely not up there with the best ones. But then this last one was a little dumb but the this TV show holy shit they nail so many aspects of it like Reacher is in the books he's not good with people he's got like a charm to him but no one would say he's charming he's got you know he's he's um there's a, they also they make mention in the books there are several times in the books where so they mention or somebody mentions or whatever that uh, or just the author will say, because a lot of the books are written in third person. And so the author will mention that uh, Reacher might be autistic, like the way like the way he's like the way his mind works and the way he deals with people and whatever, like he kind of has like he's on the spectrum. And that's that how does this guy not, plays it. Right. And that is not true in the movies. And this guy plays it like when this guy like th- the way this guy delivers news and takes news and talks to people. You're like, OK, so like he is exactly what he is nailing the Reacher tone and he's fucking huge. And even he's not as big as Reacher. This guy's like six two, but that's a lot closer to six five on a TV show than five, seven. Well mm-hmm. like, because he and does the,
2: say he's six five in that in the TV show.
1: Yeah, yeah, but that's you know, all you gotta if everyone else is five ten. Right. Uh but when you got Tom Cruise, when everyone else is five ten, like people are taller than him. There's there's a uh, and and fucking no one's bigger than Reacher. The only person that was ever bigger than Reacher in his life was his uh brother. His older brother was an inch tall. I mean, he's there are people bigger than him because he's only six five, but they also capture the uh, like the brutality of the fight scenes like so just in the first episode <clears throat> there are two fight scenes that are fast like there's one fight scene where he fights four guys and it never looks like he's going to like it doesn't look like he's going to lose at all. No, he's not. It, he's not in trouble, right? And it's point. not like the uh, it's not like the reacher one on the street when he was like, "Here's what's gonna happen. It's gonna be this guy, this guy. You're gonna do one of you's gonna leave, whatever." Like that was all. That was all cool. That was all very cool, and a little bit like he was just saying like out loud what uh, like in those Sherlock Holmes movies where like Robert Downey <laughs> Jr. would imagine how the fight played out and they do yeah. it. <laughs> uh, but this one is just like. As soon as it happens, as soon as he realizes that he that it's about to happen, he just fucking goes for it. And the moves and how he doesn't like because Reacher doesn't like Reacher is a fair and just character, but he does not fight fair and justly. Like if you're trying to fight him, then the 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 goal is to end the fight, right? So his military
2: training kicks yeah, in and it's kick just you like, in the fucking nuts. Right, I'm trying to eliminate the problem yeah. as quickly as
1: possible. He fucking, no matter what, he fucking gouges <laughs> a guy's eye out.
0: <laughs> In the yeah. first
1: episode, he just jams his thumb right <laughs> into a guy, like into it, not not poking or pushing, it immediately into the eyeball. <laughs> I know. Who knew that? Some, who knew that something? Who knew that somebody would say something worse than Trey talking about barf <laughs> on this I episode. Know.
0: I mean, it's tied at at worst. It's
1: I don't know. I mean, once you see it, man, like of all the things that have been plugged, you just got to watch that. Like, it's like you got super into Bosch and I read uh, all those Bosch books. I was real happy when Bosch came out. But boy, I can't even tell you. I got like I got like choked up a couple of times just at the idea (laughs) that I'm finally getting to, like, see these characters for real. Yeah. Yeah right they they bring in' this, like it's not this is like a tiny spoiler if you're super into the books, but you don't but you haven't watched the series yet so i, I can't imagine how big a Venn diagram is of that for our listeners, but they bring in like an ex army friend of his into like you've you've met her already trey um if you only have two episodes left the Neely character uh-huh uh first of all turns out i've been pronoun. i've been saying her name wrong because in the books <laughs> it's spelled the the name is spelled n e a g l e y in the books right. so i've been oh, yeah. saying it i i never heard it said out loud so i've been saying Negly. Negley. but well, when that's why
2: i said it on the captions the closed captions they spelled yeah. it like that with the g uh-huh and okay. then yeah and uh-huh. then when they say it so i had the same i was like oh that's not yeah but they didn't man, say that, She right. don't.
1: She's not in that book. But bringing her into that into that story helped no. with the narrative because there was a few. Uh, they they basically just brought her in and had her do a couple things. Reacher did so that the things could happen at the same time. Because that way, it's because like bringing her in uh, allows them to do an eight episodes what it would have took ten but yeah, a lot of okay. it is just running something down or whatever. So it would not have been as like, it would not have been the pacing would have been off to really do it straight like that. But to see her, like I can't, well, I now, mean, where does,
2: where does this book fall in the timeline? It's the, the, first oh, first the, the first one. This is the first, book.
1: this is the first Reacher post army adventure. He gets into when he leaves the army and just because the 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 idea of Reacher is he's been in the, his his parents, his dad was military. He grew up. Army base, West Point and then the army for from when he was like twenty one to thirty six and then he retired from the army and then he just wanders. He's like yeah. he's never spent any time in America outside of the West Point and a couple of times when he was stationed in the States briefly. He, he never spent any time in America. He grew up in military, but his dad was never stationed in America. He would be in like Germany or the Philippines or Okinawa or whatever. So he wanted to see the country. And so he just wanders around. So he's like he's like Kung Fu, but he's richer. Yeah, Kung Fu style. And this is the first adventure that he gets into. And then in the books, there's a few a few of the books take place before this, but they're like flashback to uh, different like cases he had to work in the military. So those are also fun. But as far as the books go, this was the first book. It came out in 1996 or seven. And then it just- does.
2: You like how they're given his backstory in the series too. you know, with some flashbacks and then and then, you know, some of the dialogue because it doesn't feel forced, you know, how it kind no, of feels no. forced in some other things when they're trying to give you background info. And this is really smooth. I like it.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. They did. There were, you know, there were a couple of things that had to that had to get that just naturally. You have to change the same way they did with Bosch, where like it's not a period piece. Like the the show isn't set in nineteen ninety six, so instead of you know, because uh, Reacher's like he's got a silver star, but for that truck bombing at the mili- at the Marine barracks in Beirut, like the one we all know about, mm-hmm. but he would be 65 years old if that's what happened to him. Right. So now it's like, so they just changed that to Kandahar or whatever. And it's, different. I do
2: like the, you know, when they bring up, you know, that he may have not been uh completely straight when he was in the military, you know, that he had an incident covered up and I like how they got into that incident. And then, then they finally reveal it, you know?
1: Yeah. Yeah. When you, like, when you find out what it was, it's, it's, mm-hmm. Because that's not in the books either. Like, that was a totally new thing. Oh, wow. Like, that specific one was a totally new thing. The idea of him doing that. Sure. That's what every book is about. <laughs> but that specific thing. Right. And not- I, I'm
2: assuming that's probably one of the updated incidents. They were like, well, we can't talk about Beirut. So right, let's right, tell right. a story about this.
1: Right, right, right. It's it is It is also a way to, like, it's another way to like establish his character a little faster Mm -hmm. than to, you know, cause his character for me is very well established. Mm -hmm. I mean, at this point I think there's only one book that I've only read once and it's the one that just came out.
2: (laughs) Dude, It is so good. And yeah, the, you bring it up the movie, you know, where Cruz gives him the breakdown of how he's going to beat him up. Yeah. In the series, he's just like, Hey guys, look, I'll give you till three, and then I'm gonna destroy all of you.
1: Yeah, yeah. You have a decision just leaves to it at that. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna give you a chance to make the decision. Yeah, you don't have to do this. It's going <laughs> to be bad. <laughs> yes. And not for me. And they got like shivs and shit. And he's like, he don't care at all. He has a toe no. And he's like, i fucking <laughs> a tie. A oh yeah. Tie. Oh man. Oh yeah. yeah. It is. <laughs> it is simult- it is very uh it's it's like crazy violent like i don't know broken
2: bones like br- literally breaking people's bones
1: yeah they show some fucking wild shit uh it's got a de- it's got a fucking pretty high body count i hope they make 30 seasons i do too i am i am so <laughs> into this and even if they don't the fact that it's on amazon and i can just watch this one over and over because there's no way that I'm not gonna watch this again soon. Right. I mean, like, I'd hope that the that
2: the actor that's playing Reacher that this becomes his full time gig strictly because that's all they're doing is shooting Reacher series one yeah, after yeah. the other. After Let's the go other. make
1: the second one. Yeah. I mean, yeah. there's a couple of the books where you're like, all right, don't make this. Skip this one. A couple of them are like, <laughs> no, thank you. But like these ones where there's like a lot going, because sometimes it's just like, "Oh, this guy sucks," and his and his uh, wife is in trouble, so he's gonna figure it out. But some of them are like, like this one, where like there's like clearly some kind of criminal enterprise he's stumbled into. Like this is what I wish
2: without remorse was. Does that make yeah, sense? Like yeah. I wish without remorse was as good as. A job they did with this
1: yeah without remorse could have been good Mm -hmm. if they had actually done what happened in the book yep i mean the book was sick the book was fucking dope dude just watching that movie the whole time like what are what are they doing they just took going on they took the name and the and the title and made a whole new like the the uh (laughs) like that was just basically like so in in the book the guy's wife dies and he becomes unhinged and kind of a, he's like a criminal criminal. He's a criminal against criminals mm-hmm. in the book. And then in this, the wife dies and he's like, they're they just like, well, come be in the army again or whatever. And then he does. It's like, that's not, that's not what this guy is. This guy was a fucking wild card. Yeah. It was so <laughs> weird. It was like, no, you had, you had the perfect story right there. Like yeah. it's a
2: great story. He's
1: just like, I mean, what he's just like killing drug dealers and stuff in Baltimore. That's, that becomes what he does. He lives in a in a abandoned house in Baltimore and just basically spends time killing criminals because mm-hmm. he's mad that his wife got killed. But is I don't even think he was like going after like trying to hunt down who killed his wife. I think he was just mad at crime, because crime <laughs> killed his wife. So he was going to kill crime. And then the CIA is like, hey, you should gonna need to bring you in because you're too skilled to just go to prison for this but you have to stop doing this we need to oh. rein you in you can't you're just it's just a fucking killing spree just because the victims or whatever are all also criminals doesn't mean but in this one was it, like, it, like it a cheese stick punisher yeah 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 it was it was uh i mean the book was dope yeah uh, but this like There's like some production levels of it where I wish it was a little bit, a little bit better. Every now and then you see it, and the lighting is like it looks like a daytime TV version of Justified. (laughs) But oh, the Reacher, yeah, but overall, goddamn, it's so good. It's better than I mean, it's better than Bosch. Wow. Wow. Um, it's, I mean. I don't want to say anything about justified but if there's six seasons of this versus six seasons of justified <laughs> it's gonna be hard for me to tell you that i don't like reacher better because i like i mean i'm probably definitely also going to get emotional when the new justified episodes come out but mm-hmm. um,
2: saying so, they did such a good job with reacher
1: yeah so that's my that's my plug my like and i feel like i'm just going to speak for all of us our main plug this week is reacher. <laughs> If you finish Reacher and watch Letter Candy, that's fine. But definitely watch Reacher and and Troy, watch it all. And we're going to spoil the shit out of it. So I'm
0: absolutely going to. Uh, Your anticipation for this has been infectious. I can't wait. Uh, So, yeah. So
1: that's that's our, our episode two plugs. Nope. We are unplugged.
0: That's hilarious.
1: Bye. See ya!
2: Hi! Hi Rachel!